Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Threesome Pod. I'm Phil. Uh, I'm a lot happier than last week when I was a complete grump. I'm pleased to be here with you for this special team-by-team uh, rundown of what we've learned so far in this fantasy football season. I'm here with Mike. How are you? Uh, hello there, Phil. You're very good. To quote uh, to quote the godfather of soul, James Brown, I feel good. Da, 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 da. I knew that I would. <laughs> da, 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 da. Good week, 91 was it? 91 little points. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. very happy. Anthony, how are you? Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I mean, what Mike failed to mention is that he made 300 transfers last week, so actually he's still on minus points, so sorry about that. But seeing as you're so excitable, Michael, let's yeah. let's quickly go over our last week's uh, last week's teams. How'd you get on? You got 91 points. <laughs> well, I did all right. Thank you very much. 91 points. Uh, net score of 83, because I took the three transfers last week. Um so yeah, uh, in goal, let's let's work from from back to front. In goal had uh, Fabianski, who thank you very much, Adamola Lukman. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of well passed it to him really. To, to I don't know if he's if he's got Fabianski in his fantasy team, Lukman. But uh, yeah, fifteen points uh, for a clean sheet and a penalty save. So happy days uh, across the back line. I had Cresswell from West Ham as well. I don't know if you recall, but I bought three West Ham players in last week with a full game yeah. in mind. Um, Walker Peters from uh, Southampton for nine, Chilwell for eight. Midfield was a bit threadbare, to be honest. I, I was a bit disappointed I had Grealish on the bench. So six points went to waste there. I had Son for three, Rodriguez two, Bowen three. Salah came good for nine. And then my front line, I was really chuffed. Um, Calvert-Lewin for five. Uh, a captain, Kane. So his nine doubled up to 18. And Ollie Watkins, 13 points. So yeah, really, really chuffed. Best week in uh, perhaps... My, my history as a, a player in FPL. He's like giddy, giddy times for me. Well done, mate. That is a, that is a strong week. Thank you. Thank you. That is how'd very you, strong. How, how'd you get on, Ant? Yeah, no, I'm not quite so smug this week because I know last week, I um, I think I was around the late 70s and I had the highest score, so I was pretty smug. Bang average for me this week, 57, which is only just higher than the average. So I wasn't really helped by old Kevin De Bruyne missing that penalty yesterday. Really could have done with him tucking that one away. Um, a, a little stat there on penalties for you. I saw that was the first time a, a penalty in the Premier League had been, actually missed the target in two years. There you really? go. There you go. Um, yeah, so I'll start at the back as well. Leno conceding three at home, not so good. So two points for him. Uh, Justin, six. Zuma, only two. Um, Walker Peters got nine. Anyone worked out how he got the three bonus points yet? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was weird. I took it, but it was weird. Yeah, the whole yeah, bonus same. thing. The whole bonus thing is a complete mystery to me. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'm not quite sure who works those out. Um, I was equally happy with old Lookman missing that penalty. Or I say um, we'll get onto that in a bit. But yeah, he got me six. Grealish six. Uh, Salah nine. De Bruyne three. And then it's my front three, which is now starting to cause me all kinds of problems. Oh, Lacazette. I stuck oh. with him. <laughs> oh, Lacazette. He missed an absolute sitter, didn't he, at 1-0 last night. He got me two. DCL, Dominic Cavalier was my captain. He got 10. And um, old Raul Jimenez as well, two. So pretty. Oh, dear, night. oh, dear. And, and, yeah, and our Wolves, I was really surprised with yesterday. They were really, really poor and never looked like scoring. So I think I've got a bit of work to do on my team over the international break. It Is this the beginning of the end? Uh, um, I would say this is probably the beginning of me losing the plot <laughs> and slowly <laughs> falling down the league. I Welcome. Think... Welcome, Anthony. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. Come so on I, in. was second. I was uh, second uh, in our in the um in our podcast league after last week and uh, 
already down to fifth, so not so good. What about you, Phil? Uh, well, yeah, I I had a one after a bad week last week. I was quite excited because um, I had McCarthy and Walker Peters at the back, which often doesn't pay off. But that was 15 points straight away, and I was feeling pretty smug. It was uh, not until uh, Wolves played, I think, until one of my players didn't uh, score or assist. I, I was absolutely flying. So I had McCarthy, Walker Peters, Robertson got me two, Chilwell got me eight. Then in, in midfield, it all went a bit wrong. I had Pedence, who got one. I need to try and work out a way of shifting him. Uh, De Bruyne got three, missed penalty, as you, as you said. Uh, Salah got me nine, Son got me three. Uh, up front, that's where the points seem to be at the moment. Uh, big old Bamford again, he, he got seven. Should, oh, yeah, have been yeah, a, yeah. Should, have, should have been a lot more. He got absolutely mugged. I don't know how. Uh, he, uh, oh, his fingernail was offside or something ridiculous. Uh, and then Calvert-Lewin, five, and Kane was my captain. Thanks to last week's fancy threesome punt winner, uh, Matt Pocket, who chose Kane as my captain. So thank you for that, Matt. What, what I, I should probably say at this stage, lads, is despite my, my good score, as a child, uh, when I had pocket money, the phrase was often used by my parents, that money is burning a hole in your pocket. Um, <laughs> and so of those 91 uh, points that I earned, oh, no. Here we go. I have reinvested 24 of them <laughs> What in, in seven changes ahead of an international break. Oh. I mean, oh, I've, I've hit goodness. seven so far. And we've still got another two weeks. Um, Why? You've, you've clearly got app. a good team. Well, I did have a good team. Uh, yeah, those three West Ham players I transferred in, they've all gone um, after one game week. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Right, okay, okay. I, I, I'm going to interrupt you here because I, I um, went on a website called Premier Fantasy Tools today and did a little an- analysis of oh, yeah. of our transfers and, uh, and our captain picks. And I thought it might be uh, quite interesting to have a look at. So... Uh, Mike, this season your transfers have have cost you sixty eight points. Okay. Okay. Terrific. And yeah. your net transfer points, so that's the cost of your transfers uh, taken, and then you deduct the uh, the game week points that those transfers you bought in got you, uh, has led you to uh, losing forty nine points. So if you hadn't have made them, you'd be forty nine points richer. Oh. But um, I've had a lot of fun. A chopping and a changing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just a bit. Just a bit. So and that's before, obviously, these transfers you're speaking of now. Ah, yes. Uh, Anthony, who <laughs> clearly the tight one of the group. Uh, he, has, he has spent just four points on transfers this season so far. Four points? I hate, I hate starting a week on minus points. I can't stand it. I only ever make one transfer, so I really need to. Oh dear! So he, his net transfer points is just minus five because that transfer he did make didn't pay off. Well, wow. exactly, and that was you know that gave me the gravitas to say not to do it again. Doesn't work. So Mike's on minus forty nine. Ant's on minus five. I had a look at mine as well. So my transfers this season have cost me twenty eight points, which is far more than I'd like. Mm. Uh, my net transfer points is minus fifty seven. <laughs> ah. Oh, interesting. More than Mike's 68-point transfer. I, I think that was when I took Son out that week. He oh. scored like four goals or something. I think that didn't really help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, minus 57. So it really does 
show that maybe a bit of patience is needed. Um, mm. it's, it's imagine, not good. imagine where you'd be as well without our lovely listeners picking your captains who come off as well. Imagine that. Great show, great well, show. Anthony, Anthony, it's almost like you're leading me into what I was just about to say. Because then uh, I looked at our captain picks to see how many points our captains have got us this season. All these, all this data is available on Premier Fantasy Tools. It's a very good website. I do recommend having a look. Uh, so, uh, Mike, your captain picks this. Well, we'll go to you last. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> go on then. I know Anthony, my captains have not been good this year, but go on. Hit me well, with Anthony, it. Anthony, your captains have got you in total 122 points. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, my captains have got me, and, and I said this probably after game week three, that without my captains, I'd be bottom of every pile there is. My captains have got me 174 points. Yowza. And me. I haven't picked my own captain twice. Um, I've only had one game week where my captain has blanked out of eight, which is uh, staggering, really. Now, Mike, don't forget, Mike's played his triple captain chip. For sure I have. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah. And Ant's got 122 points from his captains. I've got 174 points from my captains, and I'm still doing terrible. Mike, uh, you've got 92 points from your captains. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, you've only got 92 points from your captains, wow. including playing your triple captainship, which we oh, haven't played. That's, that's, that's a little disappointing. That's a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. But it shows, doesn't it? If you'd have just mm. picked your captain right on those weeks and maybe had my total. You'd be, uh, yeah, you'd be nearly eighty. Well, you'd be eighty points higher than you are now. Well, um, yeah. So okay. Well, lessons learned for next season. Here, thank you, gentlemen. Well, no, not next season. You've got another first few game weeks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not writing it off. Well, mean, it I'm sounds thinking, like you are. Well, I'm not. I'm giving it a great deal of thought. I've already made seven changes this week. So <laughs> that's that. No, there's a difference between giving something a great deal of thought and too much thought. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Yeah, perhaps too much thought is is about right. It does it does prove that, doesn't it? How vital that captain pick can be because you know if you get it right, it does make the difference between an average week and a very good week. Yeah, or, right, a, it does. or a terrible week and an average week. So um, whichever way you look at it, so yeah, it's crucial getting that right. Now, as we said earlier, this uh, podcast is because we've got the international break, um, we don't really want to preview the next game week fixtures because there's going to be injuries probably coming. I can't believe they're playing international football when so many countries are in lockdown. It seems nuts to me, but... Um, uh, yeah, including... With, aren't we meant to be playing someone who's been playing Denmark? Denmark that they've now found this COVID has mutated in Minx or something. I mean, it's just crazy. Just call it off. Yeah. I thought Minx was in Belarus. Uh, they're very good. Very good knowledge there, Michael. Thank very you. Good geography. Thank good geography that, that definitely went right over Anthony's head there. <laughs> no idea. No idea. <laughs> Dynamo Dynamo Minx, no? No. no. As you were, Phil. As you were. So we're going to go through team by team. Um, we've each got some teams to look at. Uh, looking at how they've performed so far. Maybe players to look out for. Players that are disappointed. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's a good chance to you know, see, assess what's happened so far. So, uh, Anthony, you, you start us off with Arsenal, don't you? Oh, Arsenal. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've down the years, I've had far too much faith in Arsenal players. So, I mean, to me, you know, we had a quick chat about this before before we start recording, that Arsenal just seem to be, doesn't matter which manager they get, they just, 
it just seems the same, doesn't it? Arteta came in, everyone was was lauding him at first, but already, I mean, certainly last night's game, losing 3-0 at home to Aston Villa, um, felt very much like a performance they would have got under Emery or towards the end of Wenger's reign. But, I mean, you know, if you look at their their point scorers, so Bellerin's their highest on 34, Gabriel's on 31, um, and Leno's on 28, so it's all kind of defensively. And then you look at, you know, offensively, as we've talked about, Lacazette, Mm, not working too well on that front, is it? <laughs> started well. He started so well. First two game weeks, I think he got he scored in each and, and looked like good. He looked good, but you know his form shows us one point five at the moment. And Willian was another one who, who really hit the ground running, uh, and I thought that move from Chelsea to Arsenal would be a really good one for him. But it, it started that way, but he was really poor again last night. Oh, we were all transferring Willian in in week two. Yeah. Really it, was, yeah. it was the done thing off the back of that game at Fulham. He started on fire. He was on set pieces. He was 8 million. I he remember it well. Day as well, didn't he, against yeah. Fulham? Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, people were clamouring to get him in. Um, and I, I don't know, for me, I mean, sporting Arsenal in, in one of the big clubs at the top six must be one of the most annoying things because one week they will go to Old Trafford and win and the following week they will lose at home 3-0 to Aston Villa. Uh, but one of the funniest things for me is when you look at Twitter after an Arsenal game where they've lost, it's just hilarious. I mean, Arsenal TV is just the gift that just keeps on giving. It really is. Um, so for me, I mean, yeah, Bamiyang is, is really the one, isn't he? I know maybe not playing his favourite position, but still 11.7 million on the game. And he's only scored 30 points so far this season. I, I put out on Twitter this morning, on our we were on Twitter, at uh, FPL Threesome Pod, uh, Feel free to follow and interact. It's all very friendly. Uh, I put out there that I don't know why all the pundits still lord Arteta when really he's not moved Arsenal on any more than Emery did. Um, they won a cup, didn't they, last last year? But uh, they they still seem to be incredibly dull, not very creative. They have a you know one-off flashes that that look okay, but. It must be incredibly frustrating because there's just no consistency of Arsenal, is there? Well, no, I mean, eight games in, four wins and four defeats. So they are win or bust, aren't they? There is nothing in between. Um, well, pe- so people was... on Twitter were saying um, they're just incredibly annoyed that Aubameyang's being played as a winger when he's yeah. their best striker. And instead of you know him being up front, you've got Lacazette, who, as you said, hasn't been would, you know, great. Uh, to say the least, he did miss a sitter last night, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, I kept faith with, I kept faith with like, is there many? Because he was one that with only three percent ownership, he was one that if he did come off, uh, you think you're laughing because not many people have got him, but it's not, it's not happening for him at the moment or for Arsenal. And um, yeah, they've they've got some work to do after the international break, I would suggest. So if you had to score them out of ten for their starts to the season, what, what would you say? Uh, I wouldn't. I'm going to go for five, right down the middle bang yeah. average for me and I'm surprised they're not doing better I must say I mean there's been a couple of games in there they have looked really good like the Fulham game and a couple of other ones they look really solid old trapper last week but in between that some pretty shocking defeats well and I can tell you that actually what you've just said there about them being far, 5 out of 10 bang average rings yeah. true with just a number of the stats that I've been running in preparation for uh, this Ooh. evening's pod lovely news mm. As in, we're bang average. Oh, no, I mean, we're, 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 we're much worse than that. I was going to say, I'll take bang average. <laughs> I was going to say. No, no. Um, uh, I'm the snack okay, man. Then? 
Yeah, I'm the stat man. Now, I <laughs> oh, have... <okay. laughs> I thought you are having a fit. It's fine. <laughs> Hold on, let me try that again. Uh... No, 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 no. I'm sure no, people please, don't need to hear no. that twice. No, it's that was more dirty old man than the first one. Uh, he was, I think he probably was. Okay, dirty old... next. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, should I? Um, I'm going to go all uh, Boris Johnson on you. I've got some PowerPoint slides that I've. Uh, that obviously this doesn't make great podcasts, but um, no, I'm going to. I'm going to let you have a quick look. Um, because you can talk us, talk the listeners through your. Oh, slides I absolutely will. So there of are a team of a team that you're not um, analysing. So great. Already, this is graphically so much better than 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 what we get from Boris and his and his friends. So, For the listeners, there's an Excel sheet up on the screen. Oh, is there? Oh, I, I've got a PowerPoint for you, actually, so we can do the proper Boris. Next slide, next slide please. Um, let me oh, show you that. I, so, I can't wait to edit all this out. Don't edit this out. <laughs> this is fantastic. So oh. uh, if, you, if you look, uh, uh, what I've done is I've totaled the amount of points that every single player for each squad has gained so far oh. in the, the FPL season. So... Uh, sat top of the tree are Chelsea with a whopping 434 points between them. Wow. Um, uh, Arsenal sit 10th in that league with 323 points. Um, so, yeah, and also in terms of, if I move on to the next slide, next slide, please. Next uh, slide, please. Uh, I can also show you, I've done a little bit of work around uh, where, uh, how many players they've used. Uh, and therefore, Ooh. off the back of that, how many points on average each player has earned within their squad so far this season. So it's Arsenal so far, the average uh, point haul per player that has played for Arsenal this season is 17 points. And again, it's slap bang in the middle of the table. And we've played, so we've played so 17 points. We've played eight games and you get two points for just playing. It's pretty poor, isn't it? It's average, as we said, it is bang average. Bang average. Um, so, yeah, and in terms of actually the amount of uh, players that they've played, uh, Arsenal have played 19, which is actually one of the, the lower. So if you're looking for uh, to adopt a team that you're going to uh, populate your squad with, perhaps you want to go with people that aren't rotating so much. I know that injuries play a part. But actually, Arsenal, uh, apart from Aston Villa, Arsenal have used less players than anybody else. So, statastic, lads. Thank you. Well, I mean, after last week's huge <laughs> lack of preparation, to see a line graph yeah. um, here is delightful. Um, now, you've mentioned Aston Villa. Do you want to? They are the next team up. Um, well, so. uh, yeah, let me let me tell you, boys. Uh, Aston Villa are overall second in the table in terms of FPL points earned by their players in total. Wow. Um, and if you're talking about average points per player, because they've only played 18 players so far this season. Well, and, and they've they are, played a game less than everyone else. Oh, well, than a lot of teams. Well, I've I've averaged that out, lads. I've even done a little Excel, a uh, bit of mathematics there. Um, they averaged 23.9 per player uh, and have only used 18 players this season. So Aston Villa assets are actually, if you've gone for them thus far, the pick of the bunch. Um, and they're cheap. Got, and they are cheap. You've got Grealish, um, who obviously has, has done ever so well, 60 points so far. Ollie Watkins has come in and, and uh, is, seems to like scoring a brace. Um, so 42 points for him so far. Mings has done well at the back uh, at 42. Uh, and Martinez, 
Uh, 4.8 million still looks a, a decent shout with the run of games they've got coming up as well. I've actually, he's one of my seven transfers in uh, this week. <laughs> um, so yeah, Aston Villa, I, I would say have done ever so well. Uh, they, for me, are a 10 out of 10. They're my pick of the bunch. Yeah, they've, they've certainly overperformed, haven't they, in, in terms of what pretty much everyone was expecting this mm-hmm. season. Maybe not, maybe not Villa fans. Maybe they could see this coming, but I've been impressed with them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Villa are, Villa are worth Mike's 10 there just for that win against Liverpool, which I'm still, I think most people are sort of scratching their heads about. I don't think anybody, <laughs> I mean, that is still one of the craziest weekends of Premier League history, but to win 7-2 at home to Liverpool, a beggar's belief, doesn't it? Even now, I mean, incredible result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very good, Mike. Thank you. Um, let's, well, let sorry. me move you on. <laughs> I mean, there was an awkward silence followed by, very good. Uh <laughs> Oh, I mean, Scatman John's back. I mean, say it with, say it with meaning. <laughs> I've done quite a lot of research there. No, I, I appreciate the research, and I'm sure you'll dip back into the to the line graphs as we as we go on. You know, I will. So uh, I've I've took a look at Brighton. Um, oh who, dear. Yeah, Ooh. they've they've not been great, have they? Um, their top scoring player is Mope uh, with 38 points, who seems to have had a Barney with Graham Potter, which hasn't helped. Um, and he's he was one of those in a bunch of sort of six to six and a half million strikers that a lot of people were tossing up as to which one they got in. Um, and Mo, he's not done great. He's got 38 points. So for Brighton, that's a good score, but it's not a huge amount, is it? Um, he's He just keeps falling over. He mm. should maybe take a shot on instead of falling over and he'd get more points for a fancy uh, aspect. Mm. Um, their biggest disappointment for me uh, is Lewis Dunk who uh, he's only played five games because he got sent off for trying to break Cahill's shin um, <laughs> that that suspension I believe has now come to an end so he'll be hopefully if he's fit playing the next week but in the five games he has played he's only got five points and Lewis Dunk is one of those players who when he scores a bullet header in, in seasons gone by Loads of people pipe up about how they've got him in their defence. You know, he's he's one of those players who, who likes getting the odd goal from defence. But he's, you know, if I was to have a Brighton asset at the start of the season, it'd probably have been Lewis Dunk. And actually, he's been complete pap. Um, they have had some uh, some good players. So Lamptey, who's very popular now, and he's still four point seven million. Um, and in the nicest way possible to any Brighton fans, uh, he looks way too good to be a Brighton player, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he would go down for me as a bargain of the season, I think. When he was he four million from Chelsea in the summer, yeah, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, absolute bargain. Uh, but a, a little stat hit for you, I don't mean to step into Mike's um stat shoes here. Very nice. Um, but Brighton, since they got promoted to the Premier League, have been involved in more nil-nil draws than any other Premier League team. There you go. Wow, I that's um, find them such a boring club. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. With their Tesco um, value kit. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Phil does have this affiliation with Brighton, don't we? Now, we don't want to go over the story again, Phil, but we uh, do okay. know that you have this thing about Brighton because they're lovely people. Well, no, I just I like the way that the club is run. That's all. And and in the past, it's been run like some sort of circus, but it is seems to be run quite well now. 
and uh, yes, they looked after me when I was feeling poorly. Um, but <laughs> but they but they yeah, I I don't mind Brighton, even though I'm a Bournemouth fan. I I don't mind Brighton, uh, despite one of our chants. Um, quite the obscenity about them for no yes. real reason. Um, but Lamptey, uh, he's got three assists uh, and one goal in eight games, which for a defender who's fairly well, he's he's new really for FPL this season, isn't he? Mm. Um, he. He, if I was going to get anyone from Brighton, he would be the player I'd be getting. Um, potentially, they've got Ben White in defence, who's still four and a half million. He is starting, and if they huh. do get some of those clean Ooh. sheets, which ben White. which Anthony's been talking about, then Ben yeah. White. Do you believe oh, you he was my fantasy punt pick last week? But we'll come to that later. Ah, yes, yeah, very true, very true. Oh, they kept a clean sheet last weekend. Look, yes, yes, they did. Boring. Who is? Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. I'm talking about. But I'm sorry. I'm talking about Brighton. They're not you. I'm sorry. You know, uh, sound like you're reading listeners' minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony, who have you got? Uh, who have you got now? Oh, I've, I've got the club we all have to hate, boys. Well, I say all us three. Burnley. Oh, tell mm. us more. How have they gone? Well, they've had a great start to the season, haven't they? With their whopping two points, sitting second bottom, second bottom in the league. I mean, really, if you're looking for for FBI assets from Burnley, I mean, you'd ha- it'd be hard to justify any. But the only one you really could is is Pope, the goalkeeper, who, in my opinion, I think is really good. He should be actually, in my opinion, England's number one ahead of uh, Pickford. Um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at it, he's got their most the highest points with 29. Wow. And- if you look at the ownership on their players, I mean, they've actually got most of them have got zero. Literally no one has them. And it's not hard to see why. Is it Taylor's their highest next time for 22, Westwood 21, McNeil? Westwood. Sorry. I, I always have to do that. Says his name. It's the big dog. Um, actually, actually made me jump. Sorry. <laughs> I think Mike might have been on the full fact token Dorito I again. Just, uh, it's, uh, whenever somebody mentions his name, I yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, McNeil, who I think Mike, you picked out, didn't you, earlier in the season as a no. potential no, asset, didn't. didn't you? I, I did. I did. Because oh, I love because I like Burnley. Somebody had. I knew somebody had. But yeah, they're just rubbish and boring. I mean, even, even the BBC Sport Twitter feed said about their game against Brighton the other day, it just said three words. Hoof. Hoof. <laughs> I saw um, that. Pretty much sums Burnley up. And I mean, personally, sorry, Burnley fans, but I would not be touching any of their players with a barge pole. Um, wouldn't be anywhere near. <laughs> and I, I, I cannot come up with a reason, I'm sorry, for, for to have any of their players in your team. But last, um, what a transformation that is, because last season, Burnley defenders and Nick Pope, who, was, who, to be fair, was cheaper last season. He's astronomical this season in comparison to someone like Martinez. But last season, their defence was incredible and all of us were getting on, you know, Burnley defenders this season. They're just, they've, they've lost even that defensive side of their game that was strong and now they're just struggling. We look at players like Ben Mee. I mean, Ben Mee's been touted for bigger clubs. He's got 0.2% ownership. And God, so he's another one that I like to sing to, but I won't. Can mm. I? Mm. No. Bend me, <laughs> shake me anywhere you want. Oh, me. It's one for the youngsters, that one. Oh, good gracious. One for the youngsters with odd connotations um, cool. to what you're singing. Mm. Thank you. Right, let's crack on. Uh, Burnley, I should let you know, uh, and are um, yeah. one off the bottom in the table for points accumulated so far. 
Well, that is a shock to me. Uh, Not. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's look at Chelsea just really quickly then, lads, if that's okay. Go for it. Um, oh, uh, a, team, the, a team who have got lots of points. Yeah, they have. Yeah, uh, Chelsea are, in fact, top of the tree in terms of points earned so far this season in FPL. Um, a whopping 434 points. And in terms of points per player played, uh, they sit second as well um, with uh, 21.7 points on average across the 20 players that they've uh, they played. Zoom is your pick. Um, uh, Timo Werner and, uh, and Ben Chilwell as well, who have come to the party a bit late, but are are in their top three in terms of point earners. So um, Chelsea have also started to find clean sheets, um, I think uh, four in the last five games. So um, yeah, I would look at Chelsea assets and and, and I would, uh, yeah, I would be thinking about making sure that my team had a couple in. Can I say at this point that I love Ziyech and I oh, want him in my team? Agreed. He's incredible. He's absolute class. I watched that game against Sheffield United the weekend. He, everything was coming through him, wasn't it? He was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And he's still probably just getting up to fitness. Mm. Mike, have you got his ownership stat there to hand? Because I bet he's still quite low, isn't he? Oh, come on, mate. I've, I've done like eight slides here. I, I thought it'd be on. I thought it'd be on your line chart somewhere. Oh, he's got. Low, he's still low. It's he's still low. I think, isn't he? But it, yeah, he's yeah. He was brilliant. No, Absolutely brilliant. Well, he was the sort of missing piece. I think that that um, Lampard was waiting for. He's he's owned by the way by eleven point seven percent of teams. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, and he is priced at eight point one million. Which you know, if you think Son is nine million, and Spurs seem to be well. Last time I said that. They're not doing great. They went and hammered someone, but the Spurs weren't as exciting the other day, were they? Spurs are winning the league. I made this statement. Oh, yes. Well, but... I've made a couple of statements that appear to have fallen through uh, in the last couple of weeks, but but that one I'm sticking to. A couple. To. Yeah, I mean, the I, one about Bamford I... not scoring again didn't go so well. Um, nope. Did say the one about Solskjaer getting sacked after a defeat at Everton. But I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Spurs are going to win the league. Odds are shortening. They're now six to one rather than seven to one when we last recorded. So I tell you what, I think this year could be one of the most exciting years for a long time. I mean, when was the last time you had a weekend where the leadership changed? Was it three times, four mm-hmm. times over the weekend? Does it, does it count if Southampton are one of those times? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know we don't like Southampton. We'll credit where it's due. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Agree. They have been very, very good. They've kind of carried on from where they left off last season, haven't they? And um, yeah, I mean, even without Danny Ings at the weekend, they didn't miss him, did they? No. no. I mean, forgive but, me but for stating the Chelsea. Forgive me for stating the bleeding obvious, but um, what a shame that we haven't got fans in to you know be getting excited about all of this and the, the chopping and changing and having different teams at the top. Maybe that's played a part. I'm sure it probably has. But yeah, I reckon. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Uh, Phil, uh, are you next up? Who have you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll be next up um, because I can't quite work out where we're on the alphabet. I'll, I think we're a Crystal Palace, which uh, which I've had a look at. Uh, their top scorer, uh, no surprises, is Wilfred Zahar. Uh, five goals and two assists. Uh, we said at the start of the season, he's a trap. He started the season well. We said he's a trap. He continued the season well. We said he's a trap. <laughs> and I'm not too sure I can keep saying he's a trap. Well, I put uh, him in. I put him in this week. Oh, there we go. Uh, they've well, got that, a very tasty run of fixtures coming up yeah they yeah. have they have thank you for stealing my next uh, line they oh. have got a good run of fixtures coming up he, he's 7.4 he's 
still cheap, isn't he, for a midfielder who is the talisman of a team. If anything's going to happen for Palace, it will go through Zaha. Mm. Um, yeah. The biggest disappointment, I would say, would probably be Andre Ayew, who scored a goal and and got an assist, but he's done nothing, has he? Last season, he, he went on a bit of a run. Do you remember he scored a worldie against someone where he dribbled past about 18 players? Mm. Who would have thought, then, eh? Yeah, but he's he's been rubbish. But but Zaha and is I think Zaha's now on penalties as well. Zaha, I yes, he say. is. Um, which makes him even more appealing at seven point four. Um, they have also just got back Van Arnholt, um, who I rate as a brilliant player. He always used to score against Bournemouth. Um, but I I think if you're looking at Palace players to get in, Zaha is obviously the obvious one. Defensively. You could you pick a, a, any of a number of their cheap defenders. Um, Scott Dan's 4.4 million scored last weekend. I put him in this week. I feel like I'm going to say that to pretty much every team that you it talk about. It does feel that way, yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone you yeah. haven't brought in? Yeah, Dan's come in this week, yeah. yeah. I love that. He scored a great header, didn't he, at the weekend? Brilliant mm-hmm. header. Towering header. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, right, that's Palace. Uh, Ant, over to you. Yeah, I'll go Everton next. And they're uh, still, I mean, I know they've had a slip up in recent weeks. I mean, Mike, <laughs> I think on our very first podcast, you said they were bang in trouble and you thought they would go down. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Another another statement that I perhaps am having to, to go back on. Yeah. So I have the audio. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, certainly offensively. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, I think there's only two game weeks now where he's not scored. 57% ownership for him, a whopping... 57 points for him. I mean, for me, he would be one of the biggest surprises of, of, of the season, as is Hamez. I mean, there was a lot of talking, some wasn't about his transfer from Real Madrid. Mike, you'd flagged up just how many injuries he'd had in recent years. Oh. What was it? When, how many was it? Uh, 20. 20. 20 in the last 20 in the last six years. The stats don't lie. No, and yes, he's missed a couple of games for injury, but he's their second highest point scorer on 43. I think there is what, I mean, I don't know what you boys think, but are they on the slippery slope and they're going to slip back to mid-table now? Is it just, it's just wow. a momentary blip? Three they've got, the last they've got Fulham, Leeds and Burnley next. So They're really winnable games, isn't there? There's a couple of players that I was just going to highlight that have got really low ownership uh, who you might want to look at some potential differentials. One of them was was Bernard. Um, I know he's been coming back to injury and he's played recently more games. Scored a good goal, good, the goal against Manchester United the weekend. He's got only 0.1% ownership. Um, and judging by his uh, performance of the weekend, he may be one um, to look at. And defensively with Everton, I know they've shipped a few goals, but Seamus Coleman, who picked up an injury, uh, he lost a load of owners off the back of that. But he he actually looked, I thought he looked really good at the weekend. And he's somebody who you can normally rely on for an assist or two. He's only got 1% ownership. Yeah, with those with those fixtures coming up, Mike, I assume he's in your team. Uh, he's not actually bad. <laughs> I have already got Rodriguez and... Uh... And DCL in my team, and have had since week two. So, so um, they've kind of stuttered of late as Richarlison's not been there, and you kind of realise quite how integrally is mm. to to what they do. And Richarlison, because he got suspended, uh, a lot of their players, uh, a lot of players dropped him from their team. So he's now gone down in price to seven point eight. So he's seven point eight, and so's Calvert Lewin. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with Everton, I don't get is. I mean, the goalkeeping situation, I, I really don't rate Pickford. He's a bit of a li- liability in my eyes. You know, you look at that back of that Van Dyke situation a few weeks ago when he seriously injured him. 
He's always got a ricket in him. And I can't. Did who he, was that goal? He was that goalkeeper they played last week. Who did really, really against Newcastle? Olsen, Olsen, really, yeah. really well. Yeah, Olsen, and, really glad I brought him in. Yeah, but like, <sighs> what, why did they go back to Pickford? He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the goalkeeper situation there at all. Um, and yeah, as I said, I think I mentioned earlier with Pope. Pope would be ahead of Pickford for me when it comes to England. So, but Everton, I've actually really enjoyed watching him this season. And as, as I say, I'm I'm hoping from a mutual point of view they uh, they actually pick back up again and they they challenge in the top six this season. Yeah, yeah, I like them too. I like them too. If we actually look though at where they sit in terms of my league tables, uh, actually they sit 11th in terms of points earned uh, with 320. Uh, And in terms of points per player, they've actually played more players than anybody else in the league, um, joint most, 23 players, um, which means that their average per player is is actually only 13.9. Uh, so yeah, they have they have in, enjoyed uh, a, a decent start to the season. But actually, I think if you take Dina, uh, DCL, and, and Rodriguez out of that, then yeah, sort of uh, you're left with the bones of it, really. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Coleman, Coleman, I like, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah. Uh, let's look at <laughs> yeah, Fulham yeah, just yeah. quickly then, because I, I don't want to get too excited about Fulham. Uh, understandably so. Um, Fulham, in terms of points per player, are bottom of the pile. Uh, Ten points. No per massive player. surprise there, is there? Yeah, they they, they along with Everton have, have played the most uh, players this season. Twenty three. Um, they are seventeenth in the table in terms of points acquired. Um, Mitrovic on twenty eight, and I, I didn't even know this guy existed. Ola Aina. Ariola. <laughs> no, Ola Aina. He scored and kept a clean sheet against West Brom. I've never heard of him. No, nor me. But he's their second highest scoring player. What? Um, Aina. Aina. Yeah, I think it might be pronounced Aina. As in Aina. 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 Well, uh, yeah, well, regardless, I've never heard of him. Um, would you Would you own Aina and put him in your team? Very good, Phil. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I, I really liked Kearney going into the season and he did well for me as a punt. Um, but yeah, he's, there's no value, I don't think, in Fulham. Even Mitrovic um, hasn't done what we all hope for. I think if you're going into game week one, he had something like 40% ownership. It was a ludicrously high ownership mm-hmm. because he was the one that people thought at that kind of price point might be able to do a job. But um, yeah, so Fulham, really disappointing start all round. I mean, do we want to talk about uh, the other day, I mean, imagine being his teammate. Oh, I mean, what do, you, what do you say when you, you you're struggling at the bottom? You have got a chance to get a point out of a game, and then and then Lookman does that. I mean, what what can you? I mean, his what? his teammates looked furious. There's yeah, there's two ways that it can go, isn't it? I think yeah. The, when I looked on Twitter afterwards, there seemed to be a lot of people supporting him actually and saying how good he'd been, one of their bright spots this season, or he could be hung out to dry. And personally, off the back of that. He, I mean, if it was down to me, he'd be dropped. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. 95th minute, that would have been a, that would have been a big point for them away from home. And to, to try that, like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do a Penenka, you've got to score because you just like a right wally if you don't. And there's, like there's, a- no, there's no guarantees that you're going to score with Penenka, and I have to, but there's no guarantees if you pick a side. So I don't, I don't personally, I don't quite understand. It's an, it's an unusual penalty to take, but. It's it's the equivalent of going straight down the middle. 
Yeah, I mean penalties yeah. are penalties are weird because if you watch a game on TV and a play and a penalty saved and it, they've gone one side and the keeper saved it, inevitably the pundits always go, "Oh, yeah, well it was a it was a poor penalty." Mm. Yeah, if the keeper dives the other way and they kick it in exactly the same place, yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, well taken, yeah, well taken penalty." And I mean it's just a bit of luck in it if the keeper guesses. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if you if you put your foot through it or you aim for a corner and the keeper does a good save or like De Bruyne you put it wide, then you know it's just one of those things. But when he's tried something as cheeky as that, which is basically taking the Mickey out of the goalkeeper in many respects, isn't it? And it doesn't come off, especially you know when they needed that point so badly. Yeah, that, yeah. that could be crucial to them. You know, imagine if they they go down by a point or something. They won't uh, go down by a point. No, they won't. I agree. But I'm just <laughs> not go down by a half. <laughs> I'm just really hammering him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for me, just, yeah, yeah, just don't do it. Do not do that. Poor, really poor. Right, who's next in our league then? Uh, Phil? Uh, it's me, and I'm talking about my favourite team, Leeds United. Oh, Leeds. Um, so I'm glad that I got Leeds because it gives me a chance to talk Bamford. Um, oh, who's... God. 58 oh, points, 58 points, seven yeah. goals, two assists, should have been eight goals. Not quite sure how you can be offside for having fingernails. Um, I mean, <laughs> that was weird. On the ball. Just, I mean, utter madness, that, that decision. And it was a shame because I think it was Mike Dean, wasn't it, in VAR, who made that decision. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do love Mike Dean. Um, so he's upset me there. Uh, but he's, he got to say, he's, he's surprised everyone. He's, and he still missed chances in that game. But the thing is, he just keeps getting chances. They create so many opportunities for him. Mm. Um, his movement is obviously good because he's getting in space. And uh, and at that price, you can't... I don't I don't think there's anyone better at the moment, anyone near that price. Oh. <laughs> um, I can't um, believe but, what I'm hearing. Phil, I, I mean... I think Bamford, so far in his career, has been terrible... But this season, he is the way Leeds are playing. He is just what they need, and he's putting the ball away. I mean, I'm sure if you got a better striker, they would score even more goals. But it's the way Leeds are playing that it makes him such an attractive option he for fancy football. Had a 10% conversion rate last season. What has <laughs> happened? What One season wonder happened. I yeah, this is. I think you talked about dropping a ricket earlier on. This is Michael Ricketts, Mark Two. <laughs> He'll get an he'll get an England call up and never be seen again. Uh, Yeah, that's a question. Should he get an England call up? Uh, I mean, they've put put Tammy Abraham in. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if you're basing it purely on form, then yeah, he has to be. Oh gosh, I know, I know that's going to make Mike feel a little bit sick. It does, yeah. But but the thing for me, I'm going to be, I'm really interested to see when we come up for the international break how Leeds do. They've just lost the last two games four one now. Yeah, um, and there's a sad, you know, to see. sad to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just love listening to some fans when they lose a couple of games. One of the best ones I heard was a few Leeds fans saying they wanted to sack Bielsa and get in Sam Allardyce. <laughs> 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 was was, was a wind up, but apparently, no, it was it was actual callers on Talksport. So, um, oh, yeah, Talksport. Talk that's a caveat there, isn't it? There yeah, is a caveat bit. there, but it's, it still made me chuckle. But um, yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see. I think they've got. Is it, is it Everton they've got first game back Leeds I can't remember they've got quite a hard game when they come back from the international break so um, yeah I'm, I'm really interested to see how they how they get on now 
Yeah, their their fixtures aren't too great. Um, they got Arsenal at home, then Everton away, then Chelsea away, then West Ham, Newcastle, and United. Um, but I don't think it matters who they play as long as you're going for their attacking players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been really disappointed with Ailing, despite his wonderful hair. He's only got 17 points this season, um, and he's not really done much. Uh, in if you're going to choose a defender, you you had Dallas score a fluky one the other day, didn't you, Anthony? The last week was it? I've got Dallas, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Helder Costa's been all right. Two goals, two assists for a 5.6 million midfielder, which is sort of similar price to uh, Daniel Pedence. Uh, an own goal this week, though. Yeah, that was one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it was just brilliant. Very unlucky, but yeah, it was unfortunate, wasn't it? But I mean, he's played well. Costa's played well, and I do think Jack Harrison at five point five million, he he creates a lot of those opportunities for Bamford um, to miss and then occasionally score. Mm. So I think mm. I think Jack Harrison uh, would be. There's a lot of those five point five million midfielders which a lot well there's a lot of people who've got pedants who don't know what to do with him um and he's a potential option there um so who is next what is uh, it? we've got tabletoppers leicester and um, yeah yeah leicester i mean it's a player that you won't be surprised to see his top of the points jamie vardy 59 points he really is having a party at the moment i'm kicking myself because I, I think i've like last season i started so well because i had him in my team and I'm going to do my level best to get him into my team in this international break. He is absolutely flying at the moment. And um, I think at the moment, he's only owned by 20% of uh, players. And I think that will certainly rock it up. Um, he, for me, is one of my favourite Premier League players. I think he's just, the way you know you look at his career and, and how well he's done so late coming into the Premier League. But finishing-wise, you just you just trust him to score, don't you? If you I mean, maybe Leicester fans may... may uh, Say I'm wrong, but if he's wrong, go. You just expect him to score. Mm, yeah. uh, he's got 25 points more than any of his teammates uh, in FPL so far this season. Well, um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good stat, Ant. But thank you. But it's not uh, as you were well, about to say. Well, the av- the average for that team is is 17.9. You, you mentioned there he's had 59 mm-hmm. uh, points, um, as opposed to just shy of 18 for on on average. He actually equates to 15 percent. Of his team's points, there you go. That is a great stat. One in that every one in every six, just over six get, uh, points, is earned by Jamie Vardy. And he and he did miss a game and, and only came yeah. on as a sub against Arsenal, didn't he? So yeah, he did. Um, Kasper Michael is actually the the um, the second highest point scorer. He's, I mean, I don't. Did you see his save yesterday, boys? What no, no, I, no, I didn't see the game. Really I saw, I saw really the penalty miss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just talk the, about it. Yeah, it, honestly, if you've not seen it, try and find it. It's brilliant. One-handed save, um, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Justin James or James Justin, sorry, who yeah. I had, uh, I think like Mike, I've had him in since the start. He's done really, really well with thirty-four points. And uh, just the player I'm going to highlight because he's still got such low ownership, but he looked really good yesterday. He's coming back into the team, James Madison. James Madison. I really yeah. rate James. I think he's brilliant. You had him in your team last year, didn't you, Ant? For I mean, I was in. I remember I was in China at one point last season, and uh, the time difference was all over the place. Um, but I was looking at your team. It must have been just about to. The deadline must have passed or something. And I remember t- discussing with my boss what a mug you were for still having this guy in your team. 
you stuck with him for so long mm. and he, he did nothing um and he is looking bright when he comes on but is that because he's a better sub than he is a starter at the moment no I disagree but he's got he's got that in his locker he's got that ability to unlock a defense he's got a world in him he's on free kicks as well i think there's going to be points in there for him and when if you look at their fixtures after the international break so admittedly they have got liverpool anfield first game back but after that they've got fulham at home they've got sheffield united away brighton home everton home spurs away so uh, that's taking them right up to christmas so there is definitely some uh some points in there for them. And for me, the big one, you, it would be Vardy. Get him in. I'm, I'm going to be doing my level best to get him in. And I would recommend. Well, you've got to try and get there from Jimenez, who's been letting you down. Oh, big time. But yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll go over Wolves in a minute. But yeah, he's, he's let me down the last couple of weeks. Uh, let's have a quick look at Liverpool then, shall we? Um, I, I took a quick look. Uh, Salah and Mane, um, no surprise to see them on uh, the top scorers for, for Liverpool. Uh, Salah, 67. Mane, 46. Um, price the same, so um, Salah, um, yeah, obviously is is representing most value there. Um, quite a drop then to your next player, um, Robertson at thirty one, and I, I guess the big surprise for everyone this season. I know that he's suffered a little bit with injury. Um, is Trent Alexander Arnold um, with with just the twenty one points so far? Um, and if you look at what um, uh, Liverpool average per player played, and that includes subs that have come on for you know maybe only a couple of minutes. Um, he's actually below their average in terms of uh, points per player. So um, yeah, Salah and Mane take up the chunk of what Liverpool are doing right now. Um, the defense has been disappointing. Um, but so- I think I think with Trent, I think it's because he's been found out defensively. So he's, I think he's maybe nervous about getting forward as much as he as he used to, mm-hmm. but. Um, he just needs one of those set pieces he takes to create a goal or go in, doesn't he? Yeah. But he's now he, into, he's out for a month. Now, yeah, he's, he's out for a month. Yeah, I've just seen that uh, before we started recording. Yeah, he's, right. he's out. I don't know. I don't know what the injury is, but apparently it's going to be about a month for him. So, okay, yeah. which isn't so good when he's how much is he? One, he's the most expensive defender on the game, isn't he? Or one of the most? Yeah, he was seven point five, but I imagine yeah. that'll be slowly dropping. Well, here's, here's a shot for you. So Liverpool sit um, third in the table at the moment in terms of uh, points accrued um, and fourth on kind of average per player. Uh, next team up are Man City. They sit ninth at the moment and I've even averaged them up on a kind of points per game basis. Ninth in the table in terms of points accrued on FPL. Uh, Phil, you've been having a look at them. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking at City who have been a real, real disappointment. Um, if you consider... Salah has got 67 points um, so far this season. Uh, even some of the other players we've talked about, um, don't want to go on about him, but Patrick Bamford's got 58 points. Zaha, he, he was on 54 points. The highest scoring player that Man City have, Man City, is, <laughs> is Sterling, and he's only got 33 points. That's the best, the best Man City have got to offer. And he scored two goals and got one assist. I mean, and, and at 11.5 million, that's not very good. If You know, Costa, like I said about Leeds, Helder Costa's got two goals, two assists. He's 5.6 million. Uh, and Man City's best player so far this season only has 33 points, which is incredible. This is a team which we... You know, we're going to challenge Liverpool. They're, they're currently 10th in the table. Yeah, they've played a game less and with a win, I suppose they could get up to maybe fifth. 
Um, but they've just they've looked a shadow of themselves. It's obviously Aguero's been out, and so's uh, Gabriel Jesus. Um, but they they just don't look right, do they? They they look really disjointed. Um, it, it it seemed like it was going to be the season for Foden to break break through. Um, but he seems to have fallen out of favour. Mike, you've had him in and out and in and out and in and out your team, um, probably just this yeah. week. But yeah, he he's he seems to have fallen out of favour, and he's coming on. He came on for like four minutes last night, which isn't what you need. Um, slight shining night, shining light would be uh, Ruben Diaz, five point five million. Yeah, uh, at the back, he's he started every game since he's come in, which is sad because um, Ake. Uh, I still think could do a job there, but I'm sure he'll get some game time. Um, uh, I think Ake is a great defender, but but yeah, Ruben Diaz is is coming. They've they've only kept uh, two clean sheets in the five games he's played, but you'd expect them to keep some more coming up. They're playing Tottenham next, um, Mike's Premier League winners. But yep. then they've got then they've got a fairly good run. They got Burnley at home, Fulham at home. United away, it's a derby, anything can happen. Then they got West Brom, Saints, Newcastle. That's a so, nice run. It's a nice run. You know, you can't expect you can't be expecting many of those teams to go on the attack against them. Um so I think at some point City are going to explode. My slight worry is uh as a De Bruyne owner, uh, Pep's been quite clear in the past as players have missed penalties, he's shuffled the penalty taking on to someone else hasn't he which is how De Bruyne has ended up with it um, so De Bruyne at the moment is an 11.5 million asset who may or may not uh, be still on penalties we, mm. we'll just have to wait and see um, but yeah Sterling at 33 points is crazy Cancelo looks good uh, 5.4 million and he's played their last uh, their last four games which uh, he, he he kind of didn't do much last season, did he? Um, and he didn't start any of the first three games of the season. But since he's come in, he's created a lot of chances. Um, he's only got one assist so far, but I think he he could be someone to watch out for. But City overall have been, you know, four out of ten really in in FPL terms. They've, they've mm. not done anything that people would expect. You keep seeing teams with all these light blue kits in, but no one's really done done much for City. So Man City sit ninth in the table in terms of most points accrued. What about uh, over the other side of the city, Man United? Where do you reckon they sit in that table, lads? Uh, well, I'm where they are in the league, fourteenth. Oh, I'll go more than that because Fernandez, I think, has got a fair few points. Um, yeah, I'll go sixth, sixteenth. Wow. wow. 16th and that's that's again that's taking into account that they've played less games than everybody else that's insane yeah. I mean so just on United I mean the player Mike that you said to Paul last week and now he's sure. done, now I've put him done in. 24 points in transfers to get him in <laughs> yeah um, you won't be surprised with Bruno Fernandes I, I mean he was class uh, Saturday lunchtime yeah he was um, involved in everything good that United did um, he was brilliant yeah he's got 53 points more than uh, 20 points more than any of his teammates the thing that's amazed me with Manchester United and they are again they're very much like Arsenal really this season they're so hit and miss um, was Harry Maguire who's been absolutely derided at times this season obviously with that situation he ever got arrested uh, during the summer he's actually their third highest point scorer he's only got 21 points and I think that pretty much sums up United this season yeah. you know wow 
Wambasaka sat there with 18, De Gea on 15, Lindelof on 14. Um, fair play to him on Saturday. You know, I, I think I texted you boys, didn't I, when they went 1-0 down and said, has Solskjaer been sacked yet? I mean, you know, <laughs> about Mike, you flagged up about Poch going in there. Um, we saw rumours at the end of last week, didn't they, that United reps have been talking to, to Poch. And I still think that would be a really good fit for United. I still think it will happen at some point. But for me, I think if you're going to get anyone in the moment, it's got to be Fernandez. And looking at their, their game they got after the international break, West Brom at home. West Brom, who they do ship goals, don't they? And if Fernandez yeah. plays anything like he played on Saturday, uh, I would expect him to be in the points. So um, that yeah. header, that header he scored was a beautiful header, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, defensively from Everton's point of view, really poor. But the way he's run onto that and the pa- the pace and the, the accuracy he's got in that header was absolutely brilliant. Not um, not the best header scored this weekend after Coventry City's scored <laughs> a twenty five yarder. Yeah, saw that. It was it a cracker. It was. Absolutely lobbed Ben Foster. But it Ben was... Foster made it look really lame, didn't he? Because he was so yeah. out of position, Ben Foster. It was really poor from him. But I mean, great, fair play. He was a great header, but he, Ben Foster shouldn't have been beaten from there, should he? It was reminiscent of uh, Van Persie uh, for Holland oh, yeah, yeah. against Portugal, I think it was. Um, yeah, great shout. Uh, but there we go. Right, let's look at uh, very quickly at Newcastle. I have very little to report back on Newcastle other than that Wilson has 55 points. The next <laughs> the next up is Darlow with 35. They're, they're yeah, not a very exciting team to populate your your side with Ryan Fraser. Um, I mentioned him last week. He's now got injured. Um, they, they sit fifteenth in the table um, in terms of points accumulated, um, and they also sit fifteenth in the table in terms of points per player. So yeah, just uh, yeah, boring. Darlow's got thirty five points. Mm-hmm. So more than New- Sterling. Yeah, Newcastle's keeper's got more points than anyone <laughs> at City. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. There's, there's a stat for the season. I mean, flipping heck, that's nuts. Yeah, we've certainly played one game less for sure. I enjoyed it. the first pod we ever did. I mentioned Carl Darlow in the you intro, did. and we had to take it about four or five times because I couldn't pronounce his name. And in the match of the day highlights the other day, the commentator completely fluffed his lines as well on Darlow. It's it's a hard it's a hard uh, hard one to say. Mm. Uh, that's that's the exciting as Newcastle get. They've got a keeper whose whose name is deceptively hard to say. Just the fact that you've revealed that you edit this. Um, mm. I, I uh, no, I, no, 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 no. I edited the first one. Need to, you know, you, you don't get you don't get two chances at making a first impression. That's very true. Uh, let's let's move to the team who are bottom in terms of uh, points accrued so far this season, with just one hundred and ninety three points. That is. 35 points less than any other team in the league. Sheffield United, Phil. Sheffield United, let's try and be positive. Um, Their top scorer... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Their top scorer is David McGoldrick. I could end their sentence now. Oh, wow. Um, 22 points he's got. And that's their top scorer, um, which is just bewildering they you get two points for playing they've played eight games then their top scorer has 22 points uh they, go they, down? they could do their, their whole defense last year was everyone was buying up um Sheffield United assets again a bit like Burnley and this season no one can defend um their only positive I'd say that Sanderberg has uh has looked handy but he's had no real help. Um, he's he's looks quite dangerous when he gets it and he dribbles past players. But he's only got one goal and one 
assists this season? They're um, one of four teams that could go down this season. I said it last week, I think. Fulham, West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield United. It's three from four. That's very insightful. Very insightful of you to choose the four teams that are at the bottom of the table at the moment. Are they actually bottom of the table at the moment? Yeah, well, it, yeah. Well, there you go then. Well, they, yeah. Yeah, I think Mike's got a point there. When when you look at it, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, Fulham, and Brighton in the bottom five at the moment. And for me, I agree with Mike. It's three from those five because then you have got a bit of a gap to then Leeds, and Leeds aren't going to go. Newcastle but, aren't going to go. West Ham aren't going to go. It's got to be three from those five, definitely. But you've still got ninety points up for grabs. A lot can happen. Yeah, but I mean, worst team in the league, aren't they? I, I would temper it. I would temper it by saying this time last year. The bookies' favourite to go down were Southampton. Yeah, yeah. They they were favourite to go down last season, and we know we know what's what's happened there. But um, yeah, it looks to me, a, 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 yeah, a four horse race to for three places. Just yeah. on this time last year. Sorry, oh, yeah. just really failed. Sorry to talk over there. <laughs> Talking about this time last year. This time last year, Bournemouth was seventh. So and look how that turned uh, out. Okay, terrific. <laughs> uh, well, well. The good news is, I think they're higher than seventh at the moment. So, so that's yes. good. The, the, the championship is, is equally as brilliant as the Premier League this season. But anyway, yeah, different league, but different league. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're fourth now. So, no bar. Yeah. And we mentioned Southampton just then yeah. uh, with regards to them being favourites to, to go down yeah. last season. They are, just for your reference, uh, to, to lead you in, they're fourth in the table in terms of points accrued so far this season. Um, and they are third in terms of uh, points per player. So well, there you go. Thank yeah, you, Michael. Riding, riding high in both of my tables. I mean, they. I was discussing about WhatsApp. So I think we were all involved in, wasn't it? When we when they went top, was it was it Friday night? Friday they went night, top. Yeah. Oh, all the joyous Saints fans. Oh, top. Yeah. We, I mean, we all live. We all live uh, sort of Hampshire, Dorset area. And as non-Southampton fans, we we all know quite a few Southampton fans. Oh, too many actually. Oh, they don't half love a brag when they can, and it is yeah. rare. But rare. to be fair, credit where credit is due, they have been brilliant this season. And Danny Ings, who we all know is brilliant because of Mike's words of wisdom. When he played for the youth team in a preseason friendly, that which he now has as a tattoo and inscribed on his boots, yeah, uh, with a whopping forty-seven points a season. I mean, he's going to be interesting to see. They didn't miss him, obviously Friday night, but uh, be interesting to see because in, how how long's things out for us? It is a little, is a little uh, injury there. He's got there, isn't it? He's been out for a while, so they're going to be relying on Shea Adams, who's netted on Friday. He's there. What a goal! What a goal that was! Yeah, fair play to him. Forty-one points he's got. But James Ward-Prowse, for me, just looking at it, I'm amazed. He's still got less than 8% ownership. I mean, anybody who saw him at Villa a couple of weeks ago, yeah. over three kicks, he was he is absolutely magnificent. And have, he'd be someone like... Have they been brilliant? What's that? They've played very well. Have I they? Have, I yeah. think to be top of the league, you've got to be doing quite good. I'll be honest, I, I try not to watch Southampton games, but have they actually been brilliant? Yeah, they uh, they they're playing good football oh, and yeah. and um yeah my my old mate McCarthy's in goal for him so yeah they're playing yeah he's he's got he's got thirty three points Phil he's done very well yeah. Walker Peters who I've had in I think since you boys since the start yeah. he's done very well he's still only four and a half million he's got thirty one points Vestergaard who you've highlighted before I think he was your punt wasn't he or your one of your picks recently yeah well I I liked his old hair well, he's, he, he's he's good for a goal and or not goal or two isn't he. Talking of, sorry, sorry, talking not to um, cut you off, um, yeah. but uh, talking of good hair, 
well, interesting hair at least. Anyone tempted by 5.8 million Theo Walcott, who's playing um, no. alongside Che Adams? No. no, absolutely not. Thank you. Oh, okay. I mean, he's. I thought he's looked pretty handy. He's he's got he's played three games uh, since he's been there. He's got three assists. That's good, Sapphire, but no, thank you. Okay, it's a no from me. Uh, right, let's uh, let's have a quick word on uh, the champions elect Spurs. And let me tell you that between them, Kane and Son accounted for thirty-eight percent of all Spurs points so far this season. Wow! I I would have guessed higher. Oh, okay, fine. So, right, just quickly, sorry. What happens if they're both injured at the same time? Do you still tip them to win the league? Uh, if they're both injured at the same time, um, uh, there's no way. No, no, no but I okay, don't no. think they. I don't think they will get into the same time. Uh, yeah, Kane eighty points, Son seventy four. You then drop to Larice on twenty seven for the third <laughs> highest point scorer. <laughs> so those two between them are just absolutely bossing it. Um, now, controversially, I've taken Son out this week because uh, he's, like, he's not done anything the last two weeks. Has no, he? I don't like their run of games. Um, in terms of like big point scores, but I think they'll they'll snatch wins um, on on yeah on their their journey to winning the title. But um, yeah, Kane and Son they're the only two players that you really want right now um, in Spurs. I mean, talk about stating the obvious, but um, yeah, uh, if you're looking at Spurs, look at those two. Uh, let's give you a quick stat on where they sit in the table. Fifth in terms of most points accrued. Um, and uh, sixth in terms of average per player. They've played 22 uh, players so far this season, the most being 23. So, um, yeah, if you look at an average of 18 points, um, but you've got Kane and Son on 80 and 74, that, that tells the story, really. They have, I mean, if you look at the fixtures they've played, they haven't really had any tricky games, uh, with the exception of Everton at home, first game of the season. Then they've had Saints, Newcastle, United, which they won 6-1, so... Uh, United hit and miss. Then they've had West Ham, Burnley, Brighton, and West Brom. So they haven't been properly tested yet. Um, mm. but, but Son has scored as many goals already this season as he did in the 2018-19 season. Mm. He's he's doing really well. No, he hasn't. He's assisted. Oh. He assisted eight that season. Sorry, I, you're the stat man. I'm not the stat man. Spurs me. Uh, I had Son and Kane in week one, panicked when they were rubbish against Everton, took them out, and then they've just been absolutely amazing ever since. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, let's uh, let's finish with our last three then, boys. WWW, um, who was looking at West Brom? Lucky, that was me. I've, I've had some great teams to look at. West Brom, mm. Sheffield United, Brighton, and Palace. Thanks for that. Uh, so you West Brom... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, we should uh, point out that Phil did divvy these teams up when, in terms of us having a quick look. It was very much the the PE teacher in the playground splitting people into teams one, yeah. two, three, one, two, three. Uh, not to let people behind the curtain. Um, uh, so West Brom's top goal scorer, a top not goal scorer, top scorer uh, is Johnston in goal, four and a half million. He's got twenty six points, um, which is staggering, really, because West Brom conceded so many goals. Uh, but their goalkeeper is their their top point scorer. Uh, he's 
I still wouldn't want him in my team if I'm honest with you. There's no real West Brom assets that I would want. And I add that to someone who's had Pereira the whole season up until this last week. Uh, I mean, imagine that. <laughs> car- just carrying utter dross in midfield. His stats, his stats in the championship, to be fair, for Pereira were, were superb. Yeah, I mean, last season he was incredible in the championship, but he has just not been able to bring that into the Premier League. He's got one goal and two assists. He's been a huge uh, disappointment. Um, I've written here for all the teams that, I, that I've looked at. Um, I've got like a top scorer, a biggest disappointment, a shining light. And under West Brom, I've just put not applicable. There are no shining <laughs> lights. <laughs> just there are, there's no one who I could say to you, I tell you what, they, at least they've been a breath of fresh air because they've just been turgid. Um, if you're looking for someone potential, if they start keeping clean sheets, you've got Connor Townsend, who's 4.5 million in defence, but I, I, I mean, wouldn't is, touch him. I wouldn't touch him. That is scraping the barrel. The, yeah, very much so. Uh, West Brom, who, I mean, I like Billich because he's an absolute head case. And I'm I'm all in on that. Well, enjoy but... him while you can, because he'll be gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he might be gone before Ole at, at this rate. Oh, that's that's a very. I mean, could, let's go back there. Oh, no. no. Let's hope. Let's hope not. But they they don't have their fixtures. They don't really. Sure, have what did a you just run. ask? Could could Pulis go back there? Oh gosh, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wonder what you were saying there. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, I'd love to know what you thought I said. Um, but they don't have a good run of fixtures until the 20th of February. Um, <laughs> so, so I wouldn't bother. No, um, they are nailed on to go down for me, definitely. Yeah, they, 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 they just don't have any fixtures to even get some momentum up in. Um, so I would worry about them. They played all right. There's that game against Chelsea, wasn't there? Where they, they scored a few and they thought, oh, well, at least attacking, they're doing all yeah, right. Yeah, three and up at half time. Yeah, but I mean, that was probably uh, and probably will be the highlight of their season. Um, there's, I mean, un, similar to last year, there are, like you say, teams that are almost destined to go down. Um, and there are a lot of the other teams can put their feet up, can't they? Yes, yeah. indeed. Not, West, not West Brom, Brom, sadly, for the, the boing boing baggies, uh, they're going straight back down, I, I believe. Uh, let's let's move on then. Uh, our penultimate team uh, of our review are West Ham, a team that I have struggled to pin down in terms of their uh, potential. Uh, and you've been taking a look at them. I have indeed. So, boys, no quiz this week, so you won't be able to get angry. But I do want to start this with a quiz question: Ooh. Who do you think is West Ham's highest point scorer? I'll go, uh, Phil. <laughs> Can I, buzz, can I buzz in? There are no rules to this. Just, just shout it out, boy. Shout just out. one guess each, though. After, guess the, each. after the weekend, I'm going Fabianski. Okay. Michael? Well, is he right? Because I won't bother guessing if I'm going to make myself look at He's mad. not right. I, he's oh, not okay. right. I can tell you that much. Um, he's very close, but he's not right. Oh, he's very close. Oh. Fabi, close. Fabi Arnsky? Um, <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a defender then I'm going to say Ogbonna no it's Pablo Fornells oh yeah 40, oh. 42 points and he'd actually be a good shout for the punt which we'll get on to in a minute 1.8% ownership 
Um, wow. yeah, he's had a couple of that is built around about three weeks where he's been absolutely stellar and picked up some double figures. I said Phil, you were close. That was because Fabianski is second uh, at the moment. Um, oh, okay. he, with 41 points, so he's pushing him close. He's probably never had an easy penalty save in his life. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he dived and then had time to stand up and catch the ball. dived, laughed, and then collected the ball. Um, so I was so chuffed for the mic that he picked up bonus points for that. Mm. Um, but a few for me, Creswell I brought in as well. I mean, his, he, again, he's that left foot of his. I don't know if you saw his free kick. Absolute beauty of a free kick that hit the bar he's one that you know got a free kick he's one that you could be some assists in but as a little bit of a differential what about Suchek very yeah. percent scored their goal uh, at the weekend scored their winner um, and West Ham just having a quick look at their fixtures they've got some nice games after the international break Sheffield United uh, away Villa at home uh, Leeds Palace excuse me and Brighton all to play uh, before Christmas so I, a bit like Mike from last week, would be looking to bring some West Ham. I know Mike's then taking them all out again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be looking to get some some assets in. But for me, I'd be looking at Cresswell, Bowen. But for me, the real possible differential there is Suchek. Well, Suchek's a weird one because uh, he last season, towards the end of the season, when they went on a good run, he was he got a few goals, didn't he? Um, he's not a particularly attacking midfielder, but he's really handy at corners because he's 12 feet tall. Um, but actually on the Fantasy Premier League website, uh, they rank all the midfielders by their f- threat level. And out of 238 midfielders, he's ranked on his performances so far this season as ninth. <laughs> Is that right? Wow. Good threat level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me finish, boys, uh, with uh, a team that as a unit performed reasonably well. Actually, if you're looking for individuals, uh, have actually been quite disappointing so far. Wolves. Um, so they actually sit seventh in the table in terms of points accrued so far. And actually, in terms of points per uh, player on average, they sit fifth. Um, however, um, there's no real stars in there. You know, Jimenez, um, I had to double check this, has, has only scored 37 points. Uh, Saiz has scored 38. Well, don't say only. That's that's still four more points than any Man City player. Yeah, this is this is true. Um, but it's it's less than you know for Jimenez to come in less than Ollie Watkins. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, Saiz at thirty eight, and the top the top scorer for them is Patricio at forty. So yeah, the, the, for a team that you you thought were maybe dark horses for Europe. Um, you've got these kind of. If you look back at last season, you had that that link up um, between Jimenez and uh, the big lad with the dreadlocks. Who's, Traore. Thank you, Traore. That's Traore. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the the, the turn into last season, the both of them looked excellent. Um, Traore's got twelve points this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the spread of points across that squad is is pretty evenly distributed compared to probably all the other squads in the league. Um, there are no kind of real stars in terms of points. So, yeah, Wolves. Uh, I don't know. They don't excite. They don't excite me. Kilman. Kilman is four point three million, and he's only played their last five games, and he's got thirty points already. Mm. So he's someone who, if you haven't got him, I mean, he seems to have displaced Saiz, who. Is that, isn't isn't Saiz? Saiz is second. Saiz is second highest points scorer so far. He, he's popped up with a, a goal or two, hasn't he? So, 
yeah, he's, he's, been, he's, been, he's been dropped now. Yeah, he's been dropped now, hasn't he? The last two games he's not played and he's blooding these youngsters. And um, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I watched them yesterday and they they were really poor. Never looked like scoring. Jimenez, as you've highlighted, Phil, never scores more than one goal in a game. Um, wasn't at the races at all. And I, I've had him since game week one, but I'm looking to get him out now. My wife has bought a bum bag. Pardon? What? Uh, this is, I mean, this is ludicrous. This has just popped up while we're recording. Thank you. I mean, yeah, her emails are on are, are on this laptop that I'm working off this evening. <laughs> and it's just popped up. Thank you for your order. Super dry. I thought, oh, check, check her out. She's getting all trendy. No, she's not. She's bought a super dry bum bag. Wow. Are they a... F- wow. Is she... A um... fanny pack. Okay. <laughs> is, she, is she planning a trip to... Uh... I don't know, uh, Marrakesh Market? I don't know. As soon as we're done here, boys, I'm going to go and find out. You're going to go and ask her about her fanny pack? Yes, I am. What a weird uh, interjection that you've made. Indeed. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, we were there or thereabouts, weren't we? We've got to the other teams. It's gone so well. It's gone so well. Yeah, I mean, I've actually enjoyed uh, having a chance to have a look at what's happened so far and and make me realise that I don't want any West Brom, Sheffield United players. You can have the best players at Sheffield United and still they're averaging less than three points a game. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't want that. Um, and City, it's made me realise quite how much City assets are very much not essential at the moment. Well, there we go. We've all, we've all learned something. Um, and, and, and we will be back uh, next week with our fantasy threesome punts. Obviously, we're not doing one this week because... Uh, because there's no game. Um, but Mike, you did quite well on that, didn't you? Did all right, mate. Did all right. I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be feeding back properly on that next week. Okay. Um, before I sign off with with a, a bit of punnery, there has been a bit of a clamour uh, on social media. A lot of people have been stopping me in the street and saying, from a social distance, of course, uh, Mike, <laughs> when will the pun teams be returning? Obviously, it's you know, it's a democracy, lads. But I just wonder if next week. You know, we, we might see a return of a, a pun eleven. Oh, I mean, I'll I don't want to put you it. on the spot here whilst we're recording. While you know the listeners, yeah, can... well, I'd love that. Well, next next Monday, yeah, well, that's my wife's birthday. I'm probably not going to be recording um, next Monday. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of events that you could do a team around. Um, you done? Mate, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do an eleven based on your wife. I <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she listens. Yeah, oh, she'd love that. I'll do that. The no, uh, there's no, there's no players called beautiful. Uh, oh, no way! Uh, no, come no. on. <laughs> there's no um, need for but, that. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's a good idea. Let Let me give you another idea. Yeah, uh, let's do an eleven based on food. We've that's... done food, mate. We've done food, haven't we? Uh, well, you, done yes, takeaways. Well, think... Done, done biscuits. We'll leave listeners on tenterhooks by deciding in between episodes. All right. Um, but, but I can assure you that there will not be a, a, a pun 11 based on my wife. I am definitely thinking about a pun 11 <laughs> for your wife. Um, yeah, cool. Good stuff. Uh, Anthony, well, any final words from you before we uh, sign off? Well, I would just like to say my highlight so far is that I've just realised that Phil has exactly the same points as his nine-year-old daughter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely that for stuff. me is all I'm going to say. It's been a pleasure, boys, as always. 
Uh, yeah, take care, gents. Thank you, us, everyone, for listening. For us, it has, yes. Uh, so uh, a quick pun to finish. Oh, uh, just quickly, just oh, quickly. Every, uh, week, every week you do this. Well, a bit of business, a bit of business, gents. Someone's, someone's got to look after mm-hmm. uh, the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, please don't forget to uh, follow us on Spotify, uh, uh, on our Apple iTunes. You can uh, subscribe, rate us if you want. Uh, there you go. Well, I, f- I feel like I've just said that chocolate oranges are available at Raw Instance. Um, yeah, sorry about that, Mike. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's okay. That's okay. I am I'm very, just... I am very much Dave Clifton uh, in this podcast. That's an Alan Partridge reference. I am just thinking about Holly. Players. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Players, yeah. not not yet. I'm not oh, thinking okay, about you. Players, right. basically. Anyway, I've got to go. Uh, it's been a spiffing good podcast. From me, from Anne, and from Phil, it's Toodle Pope. <laughs> <laughs>